0: Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.
1: From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, June 6th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, researchers will be in St. Louis this summer to ask residents to shake up their impressions of monuments.
0: The story of monuments is always a story about mapping power in a city, and it has the aura of permanence.
1: St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports on the Pulitzer Arts Foundation-sponsored project about possible monuments that would celebrate things most important to St. Louis residents. First, the news. Floodwaters continue to rise throughout the St. Louis region, including the Mississippi, Missouri, and Merrimack Rivers. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan spent some time at the Gateway Arch yesterday, where the water is at near-historic levels. Dozens of tourists posed for photos under the Gateway Arch. While just a few feet away, Mississippi floodwaters crept up the steps. St. Louis local Cindy Dursey and her two friends decided to see the flooding firsthand. The Valley Park resident remembers the flood of 1993 and says that was much worse.
0: In 93, I can remember the water came up the arch steps even higher. It was just even more massive really incredible. Just the force of nature.
1: The Mississippi in St. Louis is expected to crest Friday at 45.3 feet, just four feet short of the record set in 93. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis judge is considering whether to issue an injunction that would allow abortion services to continue at a Planned Parenthood clinic in St. Louis Lawyers for the organization contend state law does not allow Missouri health officials to deny a license renewal without following proper procedures. The state has not renewed the clinic's license because some physicians have refused to be interviewed about patient safety. Planned Parenthood Advocates in Missouri director, Mevi Mead, says regulators have not followed the proper renewal procedure. If they have any concerns about health and safety, especially grave concerns, they are obligated to outline them in clear words and say this is a deficiency and it's at this level. They have not done that. Planned Parenthood says it does not know the specifics from the state about any problems at Missouri's only abortion clinic, so it can't take any action to fix them. A child abduction case that rattled the St. Louis area more than 25 years ago has apparently been solved. St. Charles County Prosecutor Tim Lomar has charged Earl Cox with murder, kidnapping, and sexual assault in the 1993 death of nine-year-old Angie Hausman. Cox was on parole for sexual assault when the girl was kidnapped from her bus stop in North St. Louis County in November 1993. A hunter found the body nine days later. Prosecutors say DNA testing completed this year links Cox to the death. He may also face additional charges for a 1989 assault of two young girls in St. Louis County. The 61-year-old is currently in federal prison for child pornography. A group in residence at the Pulitzer Arts Foundation this summer wants to shake up assumptions about monuments. Researchers with Monument Lab want the markers to reflect the concerns of everyday people. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, they will spend the summer discussing potential new types of monuments for St. Louis.
0: It's a steamy Saturday afternoon on Cherokee Street, and Chicago-based artist Josh Rios is showing off his latest piece. It has handlebars, two pedals, and comes complete with its own soundtrack. You have a bike that's decorated with different colored tapes and cut to look like fringe, like a pinata. There's a bike trailer that attaches to the bike that's also covered in tape and cut to look like a pinata fringe. Set of speakers, amplifiers, MP3 player, and two portable batteries. Rios created the piece with Matt Joint and Anthony Romero. They call it a mobile sound monument a way to proudly elevate the type of music you might hear on the streets in a predominantly Latino neighborhood, like this one. By calling this souped-up bicycle a mobile sound monument, they are challenging the idea that monuments have to just sit there, frozen in time. Monuments usually have this nationalist narrative attached to them. We think of more like maybe like as a counter monument and how that raises questions about how a monument is supposed to function in society, what it's supposed to look like and what it's supposed to do. So it moves around and it makes a lot of noise. (laughs) The evening before, the three artists were guests at a live taping of a podcast by Monument Lab. That's a Philadelphia-based studio that seeks to reimagine just what a monument is and what purpose it serves. Paul Farber is Monument Lab's artistic director. Those in power build monuments to reflect themselves and the people that they look up to. The story of monuments is always a story about mapping power in a city, and it has the aura of permanence. So if monuments are typically about reinforcing an existing power structure, what sorts of monuments might reflect a more pluralist image of St. Louis? That's a question Monument Lab will seek to answer this summer in residence at Pulitzer Arts Foundation. On a recent morning, the Monument Lab team trained three researchers who will go out into various communities and ask people what would you build a monument to? And where would you put it? Over at the Pulitzer, Laurie Allen, Monument Lab's research director, is showing her new recruits the tools of the trade.
1: We have three clipboards. Mm -hmm. Ideally, there'll be a table wherever you're going, but There will very often be no tables. Monument Lab
0: has done similar projects in Philadelphia. Though there were some suggestions there to build monuments to people, like Malcolm X and boxer Joe Frazier, most referred to concepts, like protecting the environment or combating inequality. Alan says the thing that has most surprised her in her research is...
1: How much monuments mean to people, um, how much we as people who live in community with one another need markers of our shared story. Like, I don't personally believe that we have quite the right set of monuments in our country right now, but the urge for Sites of Remembrance is powerful and beautiful.
0: Monument Lab will collect suggestions in St. Louis for a few months and publish its findings later in the year. As for that mobile sound monument on Cherokee, it's already peddled away into memory. But it leaves behind a suggestion about how to pull the idea of a monument down from its pedestal and onto the streets. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David
1: Cosares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.